0: On today's episode of the FSC Fight Show, number five, we are talking Conor McGregor, Uriah Faber, all courts of retirement talk. We got to have an update on the flyweight situation. Of course, we're going to dabble on the big welterweight situation going down. UFC 239, a lot of fights announced. And of course, we're going to review UFC Nashville and check on Wonderboy and see if he came back down from space. And of course, we will end the show with a little UFC Philadelphia breakdown. Folks, we are back here. On the Fantasy Sports Cave Podcast Network, of course, the voice you're hearing, the charisma of combat sports, Alex Fernandez, yours truly. And uh, alongside me is my co-host, Coach Steven. What's up, Coach Steven? You appear that you are either taking a break from school, you just uh, got out of uh, the gym, or you're driving for Uber. So what's going on, Steven?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I've just it's coming to me now that I end up wearing the same goddamn thing for every podcast. And I swear to God, Alex, it's not intentional. I don't know how it's happening. It does happen. I happen to be here in my car, which is honestly better than the, than the usual bullshit backdrop I've got. You know, it's almost like a bit of a hip thing. But, hey, I'll take it. How you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing great, man. I am full of energy. For some reason, I got a ton of energy right now, Steven. I think I, I got back into my intermittent fasting. And uh, they nice. say that, uh, they said that's good. It gives you your energy back. And I definitely feel a difference in my energy. Trying to cut out all the whites, the chips. the p- I'm a big pita chip, tortilla chip guy. Big chips guy. So I had to cut that out a little bit, trying to stick with my with my greens and my proteins, and I'm definitely feeling a difference right now. I got a ton of energy. I was also was in the sauna last night. Stephen spent really? spent 45 minutes in the sauna. The people had to come check on me because they thought I was crazy. I did 30 minutes. I took a little break, drank some water, and then I went back in for another 15 to 20 minutes. People thought I was nuts, but you know what? It's all about the sauna, man. I've been hanging out with too many boxers. They live and die in the sauna. I do the hot yoga, Stephen. So he is not a problem. My muscles feel great. I'm doing the damn thing. It's uh, it was mm-hmm. it was really a sight to see last night at the spa. It was really hilarious. But back
1: That's to the fight. Honestly,
0: yeah, That's I love the, I love the sauna. Anybody on the fantasy sports cave nation? Anybody on our team that want to go to the sauna? We go, man. We'll, we'll I'll push you and uh, we'll sweat out all the toxins, all the salt. You'll be feeling like the man of steel, full of sex appeal. I'm telling you, you'll be the reflection of perfection, the man of the hour. I'm telling you right here, right now. But folks, let's talk about the man of the hour, who is too sweet. To be sour, he's got the left hand full of power. And once again, he has retired. Conor McGregor, the notorious one, the king of Ireland. he is uh, He's announced his retirement for a second time in about mm-hmm. two or three years. He, he said, thanks for the cheese. I'll see you later a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, now nah, he came back. And now with this one, he announced their retirement once again. It coincides with the whole sexual assault thing that went down Ireland, although that was pretty much been old news. It just so happens that the New York Times wanted to report it. But now we're back to this situation where McGregor wants his cut, Steven. He wants his piece of equity. He wants a big payday. He wants to be the main event. They said, you know what? You can be the co-main event of the July 6th card. Uh which was supposed to be Brock in D.C. As we soon find out, that's not actually the main event. So maybe UFC was bluffing there. Then he comes out and says, you know what? I want to be the main event. I want to face Diaz. Main event, let me get the trilogy out of my out of my way and do the damn thing before I go out and fight Khabib. Tony, Ferg- Tony uh, Holloway, whatever. They said, no, 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 we don't want to do that fight. So now they're at a stalemate. They're calling each other's bluffs. Dana White went on. He texted Brock Okamoto, the ESPN insider, who was like, yeah, yeah. He gave like a very candid statement. Then on the TMZ, he's like, yeah, I'm happy for I'm happy for Connor, whatever, whatever. This is just a stalemate, as I've been saying, Stephen. And quite frankly, I got to bring this up, Stephen, that now the UFC, all their pay-per-views are now through ESPN+. Plus." So ESPN is going to get uh, is cutting a check to, to the UFC. Rather, they're going to get a check no matter what who's on pay per view. So now the fighters don't have as much leverage when it comes to the pay per view points and getting the pay per view buys because now everything is through ESPN. They're getting a check every week from the worldwide leader in sports. So uh, yeah, it's more more power to the to the broadcasters, more power to the company in general. I want to get your thoughts because I don't really think he's retiring, Stephen. I think he's going to oh, take a little no, longer. You can't have a comeback fight. Unless you retire. His comeback fight is going to be huge. Tremendous and, well, he may need box. He's been training a lot of boxing in Miami with the Cuban style system. I went ahead and said on my channel, my personal channel, that he's going to come back. He may even fight Pacquiao. That money is out there on the table. He has a relationship with PPC already fighting with Floyd Mayweather. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. He's going to go where the money's at. He's going to be selective in his fights with the UFC as well. I know he wants to run that, game, that thing back with Habib. Maybe he wants to face Habib after a layoff now. Because now Habib has taken a layoff. This would be, what, about a year since he would come back in November. So maybe he wants Habib after a layoff. But, look, he's got to face either Holloway, Poirier, or Tony Ferguson, maybe Justin Gaethje. But I want to get your thoughts on all this.
1: I am fucked. There, there are way too many emotions in this right now. First of Ooh. all, you know, big, big Conor guy. You know, the first fight I ever saw from Conor McGregor was actually the Dennis Sieber fight. I didn't get – I didn't – I didn't hop on the bandwagon until pretty late. Dennis that was Rizzo classic of-
0: Conor. I think that was Pete Connor. Oh, yeah. That Dennis Siever fight.
1: That was. It was. It was also fucking hilarious because he literally had nothing to throw at him aside from that spitting back kick because his limbs were half the size of his. But anyways, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I've, I've been I've I've watched him for a while. I tuned in just before his initial tire run at 145. I'm with you. I don't believe this is his real retirement i think they're both calling each other's bullshit that being said i think the ufc despite this new format with the checks and espn plus i still think they need him more than he needs them there are other organizations that he could probably um affiliate with eventually i don't think i'd ever see Collar and bellator but he doesn't need the ufc like last year they had an abysmal year no one like brendan schaub brendan schaub's fucking funny brendan schaub definitely brought to light last year that that to that UFC 229 and kind of saved the year financially from yeah. what was otherwise a rather abysmal a rather abysmal season for the UFC. So yeah, he's 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 calling his bluff. I do believe him when he says that he wishes Conor well. I mean, these guys were friends, you know, and, and beautiful business partners for a while. But I don't believe he's done. I don't believe he's done. I don't believe he's retired. He has a lot of fights he wants. This, the whole way this came up is just very fishy. You know, he at, at one point, he's doing interviews, and as we were talking about last week, videos are surfacing on TMZ of him talking about fights he needs to give out some ideas. He's obviously talked about the Khabib rematch. Um, then, all, then all of a sudden, he's on Fallon, retiring. No, not even retiring. Just the day before he retired. He's on Jimmy Fallon on YouTube, you know, drinking proper whiskey somewhere in Boston, I believe. Yeah. Uh, talking, yeah. Talking about all the fights and... Fallon asks him, so when do you think it'd be available? And he says, July. And he he's, he says, there's many options available. Those options probably being Diaz, probably Cerrone at the time. Um, you know, stuff like that. And the next day he retires and there's these allegations. I don't want to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. But um, just the whole thing, the way this is coming together is fishy as fuck. Um, I do believe he'll be back. I would not be surprised, as you said, for it to be boxing, for his first fight back to be boxing. If it is a Pacquiao fight, Mr. Alex Fernandez, if it is a Pacquiao fight, I will never have been more emotionally confused in my life. You see, my two favorite fighters of all time, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao and the Notorious One go at it, I I, I, I will probably have drank myself into a coma before the prelims. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. If he's sitting there roasting my boy Pacquiao at the press conference and he's just sitting there doing his Pacquiao thing, uh, he's a good opponent. I uh, <laughs> I respect the fight. I, uh, I will, I'll die. I don't know what I can do, but um I I I personally think he'll be back when do you think he'll be back if he comes back
0: well it's so funny he says he wanted to fight back in July and Pacquiao wants to fight in July for his next fight so it'd be hilarious they could make it happen UFC would obviously want to get a back end cut again and I don't think he would have to trash talk Pacquiao you know what I mean it's uh it is what it is I think Pacquiao beats him still too much speed too many angles and Look, the the learning curve from the angles in boxing and MMA are completely different. I still take Pacquiao. Southpaw versus Southpaw. Be an interesting fight, to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah, we, what was your question, main question?
1: What well, if he comes back, when, when do you think he would he would come back?
0: Yeah, he wanted a fight in July. Uh, and you know what? That's still very well possible, although they booked up the July pay-per-view very heavy. Um, maybe maybe he does wait until the fall and takes a, a fight in the interim. Maybe he bare-knuckle fights Pauly Malignaggi maybe he does do something with bellator because if you notice bellator has been doing a lot of shows in ireland like they literally signed all of SBG pretty much so maybe Mm -hmm. they offer him viacom they offer him some so he can appear on cbs he can appear on mtv and uh, paramount network and do something with his own there could be something right there for mcgregor it all depends on the writing of the deal because i think he still has like six or seven fights on his deal left he also has a deal with the win so he has to do appearances there so a lot of stuff is tied up with vegas as 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 a part, so you know maybe the garden isn't a isn't a location from New York City. Rather, Madison Square Garden is not a, a, a spot where he can fight, which makes me think. Well, what's the next? What are the next ones going to be in Vegas? Maybe September, and then maybe December. So it's like, ah, uh, you know, where where does he really fall into things? It, it's it's really hard to say right now. He's got all the money in the world now from that whiskey business. I mean, that whiskey business is literally generating him money hand over foot right mm-hmm. now. But I do want to see him fight again. Uh, in terms of uh, there's there's only a few fights and he could pick fights at this point. He's bigger than the belt. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm oh, still yeah. I'm still campaigning for him to fight at 165 and introduce that belt uh, against somebody because that's a, that's a big way to do it. And uh, you put a title fight with Connor that covers all the bases of him he- headlining a show. But it, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's going to be tough for him to squeeze into a card because there's less pay per views now and there's way more ESPN cards. And fuck, he could even headline an ESPN card. And get paid the same because it's all now one system that's what the benefit of the espn taking over the pay-per-views the also the the hidden benefit of that is if you get a last second um scratch like with whitaker uh and uh you can easily convert that pay-per-view into an espn plus card and make it and make it free or make it for subscribers only so that's another benefit that people aren't really talking about so i do like that espn deal but back to conor mcgregor he will come back steven it yes. will be this year. It's just a matter if it's in the summer or the fall. And you got to see short. what he wants to do because then you got Holloway and Poirier who are going to mm-hmm. fight. That's a great fight. And you got you got Tony Ferguson on deck as well. So Connor's really got to figure out what the heck he wants to do. Maybe that's why he wanted to fight Diaz because that's more of an attraction fight. You can put mm-hmm. that fight anywhere and it's going to sell. It doesn't need a title. Maybe Connor, maybe uh, uh, Diaz waits at 170 and see what the heck goes on with, with with that group. He didn't throw his name into the hat with the recent welterweight fights, So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see, man.
1: Yeah, you know, um, stylistically, the Diaz matchup is very appealing as well because you know what you're going to get. You're going to be on the feet. Tony Ferguson also as well. You, pro- you probably know what you're going to get on the feet. But oh my goodness, it'll be you – know, oh my goodness, it'll be it, – Steven's that, very that, famous. Yeah, <laughs> it's my fucking dad. But, but, but anyways, um, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be on the feet, and um, that's what he wants at this point. I mean, th- there's so many fights he wants to get. I would personally love to see the Holloway Poirier winner, especially if Khabib just happens to not be back by then. I know he's waiting for the suspension of his teammates. I believe you mentioned, you said November, everyone's back? November. Or so, right? Yeah, so um, I-, I would love to see that. I think he'll be back as well um something you brought up was very interesting to me um it, I, if he goes to bare knuckle boxing i think that's the least likely outcome although i would sure. love to see it i would love to see it but Paulie malignaggi what the fuck are you doing in bare knuckle boxing you've been retired you're a commentator for showtime right now he's trying and now he's trying to pick a fight with the goat artem Lobo. that's not that's a
0: bad choice that's a bad that's
1: choice, a bad choice don't poke the goat but um so i getting a little, little off topic here, but I hope he comes back. It's just, I don't know what his motivation is. I don't know where his brain is at. I mean, I just, I don't know what kind of drive is behind him at this point. If the fire is still in there, that, that was there when he was when he was coming up out of SBG in Ireland. Like, he got caught. I'm sure you probably remember this. He got caught with this overhand right by Khabib that everyone and their mama saw coming. But um, I'm sure he was just very concerned with the takedown, and his yeah. eyes are more down there, and that's why he got caught with that. He probably he got, thought
0: Khabib couldn't hurt him on the feet
1: that too you know i'm sure a combination of all those things but none i don't think we've ever seen him get caught with a shot that blatant um like ah uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure where he's at you know there's all these memes and and videos and reports that maybe he's on cocaine especially at the press conference of 229 um obviously with the whiskey company he's drinking a ton we well, he didn't know. help for it so yeah, I mean the whiskey company's take it off. So I mean he he could, he could he could certainly never come back to to fighting again, but it's a passion of his. I hope he does. I I would love to see him fight again. But um you know, I got uh, some other reasons to be excited lately. Mr. Alex Fernandez, which like which like to hear why? Why? Because the California kid, oh, my God. favorite fi- my favorite fighter before, I had a favorite fighter is most likely coming back. He's going to get his ass kicked Probably, most likely, but it doesn't matter because Uriah Faber is probably coming back. He's a dad. He's 40. He sounds like he's 20 still at this point in time. Looks like he's 20. He dresses
0: like a 20-year-old.
1: Yeah, like a what do you what a Connor used to call him? It uh, looked like a retired skateboarder or, or some shit. Yeah. Like but, but um, yeah, Uriah Faber's coming back and even more spicy. They're talking about T.J. eventually. Have you heard this as well from you? That's the
0: fight Uriah wants. So for people who don't know, he was on the Ariel Helwani show, and he says, I'm still in the testing pool, which he still is. He never left the testing pool. So for him to make a fight, it's very easy. And he wants that TJ fight. TJ, of course, is suspended for a year. He popped for something. We don't know what it is yet. We may find out in the near future. But that's the fight he wants. But that's a year away. So he would have Mm -hmm. to take something in the in-between. Hear me out, Steven. I got the fight to make for Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber versus BJ Penn in a battle of the old men who are still fighting for some reason. Did you know that BJ Penn is on that UFC Brazil card in May? He's fighting on the undercard. Why not? Let's make it happen. This is the entertainment era. This is the champ champ era. You just make that shit happen. Make it a catch weight at 140. Just why not? You're out of favor and not BJ Penn. It's it's something I would watch, but I'm the same guy who would watch Vitor Belfort and Roy Jones Jr. box. So I'm here to watch it. I'm here to watch uh, Uriah Faber. He needs that tune-up fight. Maybe he, he is in shape, but, you know, don't go back all the way down to 135 straight away. Meet BJ Penn in the middle or at 145. And uh, and make, and you fought at 145 before, man. You were the king at 145 in WEC before Joe Sleado yeah. chopped your leg off. I mean, you're an absolute animal at 145. So I'm here for it. Uriah, if you're watching, if you're listening, take that fight versus BJ Penn. Heck, you guys could even fight. I don't know how quick BJ Penn's turnaround is. I would have that at the UFC International Fight Week, but maybe you're gonna have to wait. Maybe you wait for a, a California card. Maybe the the return to LA I think is August uh, tentatively, perhaps maybe. So maybe you do that in California, BJ Penn, Hawaii kid, or heck, you maybe you finally you finally have Holloway fight in Hawaii, defend his featherweight title, and you put uh, Uriah and BJ on that card. But that's what I, that's the only fight I see for Uriah favor. Uh, if he st- if he goes back to 135 135 is a murderer's row right now especially mm-hmm. if he, if the 125ers are going to get swallowed up in there 135 is a, is a hell of a division i don't know yeah. who, i don't know who he favorite fights at 135 bj penn is the only fight i see and if he gets through that maybe maybe tj Dillashaw next january
1: yeah you know just one clear distinction i want to make is yes there're two older fighters that shouldn't be fighting at this point but BJ Penn and Uriah Faber are not, I guess, in that same category of what the fuck are you doing? Like, Uriah Faber left ranked number six in the world coming off a dominant unanimous decision over Brad uh, Pickett at the time. He had an abysmal performance against uh, Jimmy Rivera. Like, that, that was bad. That was terrible in Cleveland um, on the undercard with, uh, um, with Stipe, I believe. But, um other than that man i mean and in, in the cruise fight he also looked very old I, I think i could say that as well in, in ufc 199 uh, against dominic Cruz in that five round title fight i think his age was also a little apparent there or maybe it was just a dominant performance by Cruz. but what i'm trying to say is that Penn is coming off for uh, losing four of his last fights looking really not so great and in, at, at least favor left as a top 10 contender still uh, coming off a win but um that would be a very interesting fight. And I I, I gotta tell so you, I, I would definitely tune in to see that fight.
0: You do yeah. realize BJ Penn has lost six fights in a row.
1: Is it six in a row? I thought it was He hasn't
0: fights. won. He hasn't won since November 2010.
1: Okay, so yeah, far or worse. Much, much more of the what the hell are you doing? As opposed to Uriah, just throwing some just throwing some some love in my boy Uriah there. Hope He's lost
0: eleven out of the last Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's wow. That's a, he's lost like eight out of the last ten fights. Seven, he's gotta, he's
1: gotta
0: because the one was a draw with John Fitch. So I mean, it's like.
1: Gotta go. I mean, he fought when when he fought Dennis Siever, Um, I, I, I believe it was Dennis Seaver he fought recently, three three or three four fights ago. He came out and looked great in the first round and a half. And then just blatantly ran out of gas. Right. Like, never mind. Right. I'm 40. Forgot. All right, buddy. And um, just proceeded to get the shit kicked out of him for the remaining seven minutes of that round and the last five of the of the, of the final round, of course. But uh, I, he's ha, he's had very few bright spots that I can remember watching these last few fights. Pretty sure he got his ACL ripped off in that in his last fight when he got submitted, um, against uh
0: Ryan Ophelia. Hall. Right.
1: There we go. Yeah, I knew it was I knew it was a Ryan, but um. Oh man. Yeah, I uh who does is it is it reported who he's fighting in Brazil for the summer? Yeah.
0: Yeah, hold on. Let me find it. He was uh he's facing Clay Guida in a throwback match.
1: Oh, he's fucked. He's he's fucked. Clay's going
0: to take him down, but Clay has lo- Clay's won two He lost to Oliveira, but he won his previous two. So it's mm-hmm. uh it's very interesting. I don't know what the heck is going to go on. Both guys are coming off layoffs too, so it's uh yeah. We'll see. That's definitely going to be a prelim fight. I can't wait to watch it on the ESPN.
1: I hope the betting line is close because I'm a big most likely. Which means he will probably lose because my jinx is real.
0: Yeah, BJ Penn, I guess wanted to fight in Brazil, so it's uh, it is what it is.
1: Interesting. It is what it is.
0: That's Max Holloway's line. But speaking of, uh, let's. Are you ready to talk some flyweight, bantamweight action right now? Always. UFC 238 just got announced. The main event of the evening. Marlon Moraes is getting his title shot against none other than Henry Cejudo, the guy who saved the flyweights by not fighting at flyweight anymore. Cejudo is taking the money. He totally was fronting. I'm sorry, Henry. You're all about, I'm going to save the flyweights. I'm going to defend this title. And then uh, Ali Abdelaziz and some money got in your way, and you're like, no, nah, I'm a bantamweight right now, dog. I need my shot at the title. Which makes me think, what if TJ Dillashaw won that fight and then popped? It would have been uh, absolute chaos. But now this, uh, this division is still caught up. June 8th is this fight. He's fighting Moraes. I thought it should have been Moraes and Algemeen Sterling, but nevertheless, Sahudo's is going to have this fight. And I don't know what the heck is happening to the flyweights because apparently they're going to have a number one contender fight as well or a backup fight with uh is it they booked two fights for that show. So Did if, if they didn't make it clear as if if Moraes or Ahuedo fell out, is if that fight is uh is if that fight is made for the for which title. It doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, with with that fight right now. What do you think of this whole uh bantamweight flyweight thing?
1: It is absolute chaos. Uh Mr. Fernandez, it's it's absolute chaos. Um I, I think Maris, it deserves the title shot. I yeah. am very happy for him to be getting this opportunity. Um I think they should have I I also get it cuz like from a business perspective in the UFC, what do you do? Like do you do you try and produce a new belt right away at 135? You know, you have the you have the crisis at one. If the rumors are true and they do want the division gone, then then this is the best move for them. They should send him over there um, to to take care of the situation at one thirty five. If if they want one twenty five gone, this, this seems like the move to make. Um, are they going to get rid of it? I don't know. I, I I hope they don't. I don't see why they. I don't see how they would right now. I guess if I could I could see them taking it away if if Cejudo was to lose this fight. I could see them maybe taking it away, but then you just have, as you said, even more of a shit show at 135 because now the division is twice as big. That being said, you probably then have the same amount of contenders as you do at like 155. There's like 15 contenders at one at 155. But um, uh, I'm happy for Moraes. I think it's the right move for the UFC from their business perspective if the motive is what we believe it to be. Um, and yeah, I think 125. Well,
0: they're, could be- they're doing Formiga Silva versus uh benavidez and that's those are two flyweights and they said they would they would step in if something happens so i guess they would just move up and wait so they're kind of killing two birds with one stone that if cejudo wins Ooh. or loses he's gonna face the winner of Benavides and formiga silva so i guess and, and benavidez owns a victory over henry cejudo so was- they gotta aven- they gotta avenge that fight as well that's a I close thought that
1: was the fight to make in my
0: opinion, right? That was the point to make. Benavidez, uh, Cejudo too. That way you can make a claim that he wiped, he beat everybody in that division and beat the 135er. And then he moves up if they want to dispose of the division. But man, 135 is, is already deep as it is, man. That's if they if they swallow up all the divisions, they're going to have to really, they're really going to have to figure something out. Even though flyweights, they don't quote unquote sell. But, uh, man, you need that flyweight division, I think.
1: You're going to need to turn it into a boxing division with four different belts. At that point, you have so many contenders sitting in there. But, yeah, uh,
0: you're gonna have to make like 130, and then like maybe, maybe, maybe do flyweight at 130. I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, uh,
1: you got the you got the in 130 belt. You got the M E 130 pound belt. I, there I don't know. The, the day that the day that the UFC begins to do that is the day that I will begin to die inside. Because well, that's why
0: is, they never wanted to do a 195 belt or a 225 belt. There was always talks of doing a 195 belt, and then we and then doing 225, doing the weight limit at 225, and then from 226 to 265 is a different division. But I don't know. I, I don't see that. I think if you can fight at 225, you can fight a heavyweight, personally. The one fifty five makes sense because from 155 to 170 is a big jump. But 195 makes sense as well because uh, 85 to 205 is a big jump. I mean, Luke Rockhold is probably a 195-er. Anthony Smith would probably be a 195-er. There's plenty oh, yeah. of people in the division, but – Quite honestly, the light heavyweight division is not as deep as lightweight and welterweight. So they would have to do that as you know. I mean, most fighters are lightweight welterweight right now. Exactly. Uh yeah. other other fights on that card they have announced is the Shevchenko I fight. Shevchenko just signed a new six fight deal, so good for her. Get paid. Valentina. And she's defending her title. And hopefully they beef up that card because in my opinion, not a real big pay-per-view, man. You gotta have one more fight on that card to make it uh to make itself. That's,
1: sure. that's the biggest fight on the card as of right now.
0: Is Marese and Sahudo? That's the main event.
1: Uh, Marese, Sahudo, and then uh, Shevchenko I. as the co? Correct. Okay. Yep, they do need one more fight on that card. Yeah, that thir- the um,
0: third fight on that card needs to be something.
1: Yeah, throw in like a Paul Felder, like some, some back-end top 10 lightweight contenders. You got 17 of them. I See,
0: mean- I would think Clay Greta would fight on that card maybe if he turns around quick because Clay Greta is a Chicago guy. Askren was campaigning to have his fight on the June card as well, but it got pushed. To the next card we're talking about, Steven. Are you ready to talk about the big event? International Fight Week. UFC 239, July 6th at the T Mobile Arena. It is now headline officially official. John Jones is back. And man, this will be his third fight in five months. He is defending his light heavyweight championship against arguably the last contender to face for him at 205. Tiago the Hammer Santos. Tiago the Tiago Santos hammer fisted John Blackowitz to death. At uh, UFC Prague, it was an impressive showing, and man, it's uh, it's made us want him to face John Jones. Personally, I don't think it's much of a fight right now. I favor Jones at about five to six to one favorite. Santos is going to come forward. He's going to throw big punches, and that will make for an exciting fight. He's not gonna, he is not gonna play defensive like Anthony Smith did. So it should be a good fight. What are your thoughts on the main event? Because we all thought it was going to be Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar, but no, 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 they are saving that fight maybe for the Garden, maybe for LA. It's, uh, we got to see what's going down. What do you think about the main event?
1: You know, uh, we, we've, we've talked about this quite a bit. Um, every lightweight tell fight that wasn't, that isn't Jones Cormier that we've seen recently has kind of been like a foregone conclusion. Volkan right. Ozamir coming up to fight Daniel Cormier. I mean, he, he looked very promising at the time. but We all kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, Anthony Smith, um, who was the guy before Anthony Smith that John Jones had to fight? Like, there, I, I feel like there was, there have been a lot of fights recently. Um, a lot of, um, Deep betting odds. Uh, minus, he, he was minus what nine hundred for this last fight against Anthony Smith. Tiago Santos has looked great recently. He's part of the UFC plus card that nobody watched in Prague. No, but um, you know, I. And speaking of Blackwood, Rockhold's gonna move up to fight Blackwood, so that should be fun. But um,
0: yeah, interesting fight.
1: Yeah, very interesting fight. Um, great to see John Jones back. Now, you, as you mentioned, third fight in five months. That's really impressive and really great to hear. Uh, concerning what has happened, good, good to hear he's finally getting some good breaks. I still don't know how I feel about them moving that card uh, back in January. Literally moving the location a week before. Right. I don't. I don't know how that is legal. I'm not, I'm not sure how. Like, I don't know what like had to be mountains were moved for that one. Dan, for, and also, shout out to Dana White. You are the best bullshitter in the world. You, <laughs> you and you, you and the Golden Snitch sitting there talking about. Oh, we can't get in contact with everyone soon enough to to keep the event here. So we're gonna move it there. Like that's easier. Like 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 moving the event to a different state is usually than getting in contact with these people over the holidays okay right sure sure but sorry back to back to john jones uh with this
0: and baldy man because what if he pops again it's nevada what if they don't then you got nunes and as the main event for your biggest pay-per-view i mean this already happened john jones popped at the at the ufc 200 and him and dc had to get rescheduled like this has happened before you would think you would put another you think you put another beefy fight well you may you May put another beefy fight on there because uh, I've seen, I think there's a card with three title fights before, so uh, we, yeah. we, we'll see what happens. We've
1: had, we've had three, we've had at least three um cards with two with three title fights. On we still
0: team. have Colby and Usman to be scheduled as well. People forget that that's got to be scheduled as soon as
1: right. I really hope they actually make that fight. Uh, I just, you know, I'm hearing a lot of different things, the stuff coming out of Usman's mouth worries me, but now that we know what the funky one's doing coming up i guess we have a little little clarity on that at least a little bit but um yeah i think it's gonna be a a bad matchup he's gonna be overmatched i'm waiting for the day that you know it finally happens i kind of feel like this was the same boat we were in with demetrius mighty mouse johnson every single fighter was like oh well he could i doubt it like i I think this is the same mindset we have with john jones right now i don't think santos is going to be the guy to do it um, once he clears out Santos, um, the only other guy that I can possibly think of if he wins his next fight to get a tall shot would be Johnny Walker. But as I've said, I, I hope – Or Rockhold. Or Rockhold, you're right. Former champion, you can call that real, fight. That's not a very real possibility now that he's coming up. I think they're giving him a, the best matchup possible in Blackowitz. Um, not an easy fight. I'm it's saying It's a rollover, easy fight. Hmm. They're giving him a borderline top ten contender. <clears throat> and as you said, we're in the era of money fights, the big name fights. And um, Rockhold versus John Jones, that Woo! would sell. And yes, as Rockhold lost a lot of his fights, did he get his head taken off against Yolo Romero? That not was so sure. scary. You know? My man caught oh me back. Man, I love me some Yolo Romero people. You want to talk about genetics? Okay, I'm studying genetics right now in nursing school. And That's what sweet. the fuck? Nowhere in my textbook does it say you could be 40 years old and look like that. It's all, no.
0: it's all about the Cuban stuff, man. There are all these Cubans come out. Yo, they're 45 years old, and they all got eight packs and, and, and freaking shoulders like Greek gods.
1: He's got at least eight of them, oh, at least. But that, that would be a, a hell of a fight. Rockwell is still a former champion. If he can come out with an impressive performance at this new weight class. You know, every fighter is always going to say what I'm about to say when they go to a new weight class. Oh, the weight club is draining me. I don't know what I was doing there. That was a horrible decision. Well, you were a, you were a champion, and you did the, you did it for several years, right. so it it was working. But I understand you're a little older. Maybe the weight cuts draining. If he can come out and have an impressive performance, you know, both casual fans, um, analysts like us, could really buy into this fight with John Jones. Just the name, just just the names themselves are gonna sell. But from a from a real from a exciting fight standpoint, I mean, it could be one of the biggest fights and one of the biggest hype fights that we've seen. In a while. If he loses to Blackowitz, I'm fucking done. Because the UFC has literally tried to set him up a couple times with these one Yeah, if, if
0: that shit is shot. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. He changed everything. He went to Florida. He's changed, he's changed up his training a lot, which is a bad sign. But I don't know. I wish him the best. Back to this card though. Let's mm. talk about the co-main event, Steven. Mm-hmm. Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm. Nunes is going is going. I see what they're trying to do here. They're trying to have Nunes be the girl to beat every single champion ever. Every single female champion ever. And including Shevchenko, who is the 125 champion. You know, oh, the only she hasn't beaten is Thug Rose and Joanna. So, then that's usually the smaller weight class. But Nunez is uh, is that is that beast. Holly Holm, I think, is like five and four in her last nine. But you know what? She's getting that title shot. Sorry, Aspen lad. Go to the side. We're making this big fight. Holly Holm still sells. People remember when she knocked Ronda Rousey out the flatliner in Australia. Crazy shit happens in Australia. Just ask the UFC. But Holly Holm is still uh, that badass chick, so she's gonna get the title shot again. I think this is like her third title shot, if I'm not mistaken. I think she yes. she faced Rhonda, she faced Cyborg, and now she's facing Nunez.
1: Yeah, she also faced um, Jermaine Duran. That's um, what I'm it was.
0: Sure. She lost Durand-Aimé. it, right? So that's four. It is her fourth, her first, her fourth. She's the Uriah Faber uh, of, yeah. of the women's division. But she won. But she did win the belt. She did win the belt. She, she did win the the belt. she did win the belt. She's got the Me most famous knockout probably in women's history. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nunez and home. it's a great fight. Nunez comes forward like crazy, hits like a Mack truck. Holly Holm mm-hmm. got that footwork to counter, to counter all that. So it's a good stylistic clash. Holly Holm has the better cardio five-round fight. Got to see what happens with Amanda Panda Nunez. And as we know, I believe the winner of this fight will go on to face Cyborg again in a rematch. Cyborg has beaten home by decision, and of course we have Nunes who Mack Tructor in December. So we got to see uh, how all that happens. I, it's going to be very interesting with uh, Cyborg waiting in the wings. So what do you think about that matchup, Nunes versus Holly?
1: I think the matchup makes sense. I think it was the matchup to make. I think it was a little predictable. Um, I love Holly Holm. I love her fighting style. Um, she's game as fuck. The UFC is continually, as you said, yeah, thrown her at, at title shot. But big fight after big fight after big fight. I want to see Holly Holm win. I think stylistically, we could see her win, but seeing what seeing what happened against Cyborg, seeing what Nunez did to Cyborg, logic tells us, fuck no. <laughs> logic tells us that this is not going to happen. But uh, I think I think it's a good fight. I think it's gonna be a competitive fight. It's it's very hard to put Holly Holm away. I cannot remember the last time that she was actually stopped and put away. Um, so that being said, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think we're in for a five-round war. We've seen that Nunez is a bit of a front-end fighter, a bit of a front starter. You know, comes out like a bull, uh, somewhat slows down, as we saw against Shevchenko. I don't know about you, Mr. Fernandez, but I thought Shevchenko uh, won that fight, the rematch. I did her too. I did but too. The, the thing is, when you're the champion, <clears throat> I also kind of get it. When you're the champion, someone's got to come take the belt. You can't really expect uh, to get a decision like that sometimes, I suppose, unless you're in Brazil. And maybe the cards are a little tilted there. But, but um, yeah, I like the fight. I like the fight. It's to be much more competitive than the main event that it's slated um, or slated uh, just beneath. But um, I, I, hope, I hope we could see one last, uh, at least a number one contender fight just below that. That would be nice. Uh, um, it'll be a good fight. The John Jones fight will be an absolute wreck. But I'm hoping we can get a number one contender fight. Maybe a, have, have they mentioned where they're playing the funky one? Have they mentioned where that? It's so funny it. that
0: you say that, Steven, yes. The funky one, Ben Askren and Jorge Masvidal. The fight that had to be made is officially official for UFC 239 as the third fight on the card. It's uh, this is what they've been doing with Ben Askren. He faced Robbie Lawler as like the the main event before the title fights kind of thing, and they're doing this again with Jorge Masvidal. As we know. Ben Askren got thrown on his head but survived against Robbie Lawler, and Jorge Masvidal picked up two knockout victories in London by beating Darren Till and then beating up Leon Edwards in the back with a three-piece and a soda. This fight had to be made. Jorge Masvidal was talking all kinds of shit. He's one of my favorite fighters before. He comes from the Kimbo Slice days, and uh, he's, he's just a fighter, bro. He's a gangster. He's hilarious. I don't know if you've been watching him on Instagram. He's just been really, really hilarious with his videos. He's in front of an IHOP talking shit about Ben Askren. It's it's must see content, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out at GameBreadFighter. Fighter. But look, stylistically, this is a bad matchup for Masvidal. I kind of wish this was a five round fight because Masvidal is a dog, man. He's a gangster, and I kind of I want to see what he's going to do to counteract that funky wrestling. It's uh, going to be very interesting. The buildup will be very interesting. <coughs> and if he's nobody, if he somehow floors Ben Askren, I mean, he floored Darren Till. If he floors Ben Askren. Jorge Masvidal is on another level right now, man, and uh, it's essentially a lightweight, you know. And you know Ben Askren's a chunky welterweight, so it's it's very interesting to see what goes down in that fight. I, I would have to slightly favor Askren right now, but my heart really, really wants to see Jorge Masvidal finish finish uh, Ben Askren. That would be awesome. What do you think of that fight?
1: Yeah, I think the only the only guy to to beat Ben Askren you need to be physically stronger than him because what he does, is he goes out there and manhandles you, you know, dad bod somehow, yeah, you know. You see that you seen that video of him with the two watermelons, that squeeze. Yeah, so like, so I guess I'll harp on this first. Back to the Lawler fight. You know, was it stopped too early? Of course, yes. It was stopped too early. But was he going anywhere? Was Lawler going to go anywhere? Probably not, man. Like, I, I don't. He wasn't going to make it out of that choke. So, what? In my opinion, was it stopped too early? Of course. Would it have changed the outcome of the fight? I can't say that it. I can't say that I think it would have. Just I don't see how he's getting. He's not getting out of there. You know, there's, yeah. there's, and, and there's still a ton. There was over 90 seconds uh, at least left in that round. So maybe that, maybe that favors Lawler because he can get out of the choke. I don't think it does because I don't think he would ever found a way out of there. And um, now to harp on them, the UFC wanting a rematch. I don't blame him. He he, I, he he even acknowledged in the in the in the pre-fight. This is a bad matchup for me. Like, this is the, probably the worst matchup in the welterweight division for me. But this is what they gave me. I'm going to fight him. He fought him. He did it. Now he wants an opponent for himself. I get it. A lot of fighters have come out and said, that's not how it works. Well, that's not how it works when you don't when you have a following that isn't Ben Askren-like. But Ben Askren is a, is a big name in the company now. He's come out and marketed himself from day one, literally calling out the entire division on day one. I love this fight. I don't think he'll put Jorge Masvidal away. He's going to be there the entire night. I am a little disappointed to hear it's a three-round fight. I was hoping it'd be a five, but, uh, well, we can't get everything we want. Right. Three three rounds of Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, of course. I got to give Ben the slight edge as well. Uh, I think um, if anyone's going to have a – if anyone, if there's anyone in the welterweight division that I would say would be a betting favorite over him, I would maybe throw Kamaru out there, and other than that, maybe Robbie i i i might pick i would i might favor robbie if i saw that rematch between those two but uh, other than that yeah ben's gotta be the favorite i mean as of right now uh i don't think he'll stop him though but i would i would definitely take the funky one in that fight yeah
0: this is so fucking tough
1: you yeah. know what I'm saying? he's just yeah, a yeah, hard yeah. he's a
0: hard fight man i don't know like how does he beat him how does he how, how does mazidol beat asker i mean that's the hardest question like is he gonna hit him with a flying knee five seconds into the fight like I don't really—it's this it's tough. I mean, can he keep that range on him? Like he—he kind of did with Till. He kind of—he weathered the storm with Till and figured out switch the stances and everything. So,
1: it'll be He's very hard to knock him dead.
0: Yeah, he would have to knock him dead, and which would be which would be chaos. Uh, which would absolutely be chaos. So, but keep that weekend open, uh, Stephen, because hopefully the fantasy sports game can get you and I there to cover the fights. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes down.
1: That's what we're working towards, baby.
0: Are you ready to talk about last weekend's event, though, UFC Nashville?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What a fight oh, between God. Anthony Showtime Pettis and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Folks! Holy
1: shit. Holy shit.
0: Wonderboy Thompson was winning every second of that fight. Yeah. And then five seconds left in the second, Anthony P- Pettis pulled out the Superman punch and sent Wonderboy Thompson into outer space. Wonderboy said he was in the fight one second, and then he woke up he was in the back. He doesn't even remember getting up and leaving the octagon. That's how hard Anthony Pettis hit him. Anthony Pettis was getting fucked up on the feet. I mean, he had no answers for the range, the jabs, the kicks. Wonderboy was completely controlling the fight. And then, you know, in this sport with little gloves, anything can happen. Ask Darren Till. Ask Wonderboy Thompson. Just like that. Bada bing, bada boom. Second round KOs. And, man, that, that, it's a crazy fight. I don't know what goes on from here. I don't know who Pettis wants to face next. I wanted to see Pettis and Doll. I think that would have been a great stylistic fight if he threw that on the July card, people would have yearned over that fight. But nevertheless, yeah. that you know that's a but I guess the more money was with Askren probably. I'm sure they they threw a ton of money at Jorge to take the fight. So and then now Pettis is out in the in the in the wilderness now at 170, maybe faces uh Hafayo those anjos and Kevin Lee winner.
1: But that is what you, I want.
0: You know that's a great fight for them.
1: I mean what did you think about that fight? I think oh. Very impressive performance by Pettis, right? This is a man that is, is hard to put away. I don't remember the last time Pettis was stopped as well. Um, like you said, Wonderboy was winning every minute of that fight, and uh, gotta give a shout out to my it's my buddy Benjamin Mondel. He was calling it. You know, we were watching the fight kind of on mute because we had some stuff going on in the background. But um, I mean, we saw Pettis going at that front leg of Stephen Thompson, Thompson. Right. especially someone who's got range on you, someone who's got the movement on you. You know, take out that front leg, take away their mobility, slow them down, and Overall, that's that's really what set up the KO because when he moves in, um, Stephen Thomas was a little slow to, to get out of range. He was a little, he was having a little trouble backing out and he got caught big time. And that, uh, Pettis, man, I mean, we, we were talking, we were talking about last week, one of the most excited and underrated fighters to watch a former champion that fights at all weight classes has exciting fights of the nights consistently, or if not that performance of the nights, I'll never forget him st- sitting over 24 Ferguson, covered in blood, sticking his tongue out to the camera. But I mean, we're, this is one of the most game bred fighters in the world. God. Damn, a fight with Jorge Masvidal, Masvidal would have been great. But, you know, Ben wants what he wants. You know, cash cow. Give it to him. But, uh, yes, the he, he came out and said he wanted RDA in the post-fight interview, I believe. So he, he wants to get that one back. And, damn, I would love to see that fight. Kevin Lee or RDA, people who have been lightweights, more his size – you know, be, those would be very competitive fights. I would love to see Anthony Pettis, RDA, when Pettis keeps an additional 20 pounds on him. Right. I would very much like to see that because RDA came out and smothered him in that in that title fight back in 2014 or 15, I believe it was. So, um, 2015, yes. Uh, I would guess that that's the fight I would love to see. That's the dream matchup. That's I think mean, that's the rematch to make. Pettis obviously carries some power with this additional 15 pounds. And uh, I would love to see him fight Rafael Dos años. Yeah.
0: I'm all in on that, uh, and yeah, for Wonderboy, I mean, do you do Wonderboy till do you do Wonderboy and Gunner? There's uh, there's a couple fights he should take to just recuperate himself from that knockout. I mean, that's the first time he's ever been knocked <coughs> out ever in kickboxing and martial arts ever. Crazy shit happens, but uh, Wonderboy's like 36, I think. So I don't I don't know what I don't know what's left for him right now. Crazy. At this yeah, it's been fighting for like a him. long time. We'll see what he does with the UFC. Other fights on the card. Went exactly how, how it was supposed to go. Curtis, Curtis Blades dominated Justin Willis. Formiga won. Uh, Macadessi won. It's, everything was chalk on that point. It was a very predictable card, to say the least. Curtis Blades, with that victory, puts himself back in the contention. We'll see where he goes, because the Black Beast is going to be out for a little bit. Ungano um, is going to have to probably fight Dos Santos. So, I got – maybe he puts uh, – maybe they do Dominic Reyes and Curtis Blades next. in the Oh, Dominic Reyes – I'm sorry. Dominic Reyes is like heavyweight. So, then they would yeah. have to do uh, – yeah, I don't know. I mean, Curtis Blaze doesn't really excite me. He's just a wrestler. He mauled Willows for three rounds. It is what it is. They'll find a nice fight for him to come uh, pretty soon. Also, shout out to my guy, Chito Vera, the big Ecuadorian. Got a huge knockout in the first round against Frankie Sainz. He now needs to fight a top 10 guy in that loaded 135. Can't wait to see him keep representing Ecuador. This guy has fought in like seven different countries. It's out of control. He's fought in London. He's fought in Argentina. He's fought in Brazil. They He's fighting everywhere. He's fighting at yeah, Canada, America. Yeah, the list. I think he went <clears> to Mexico City, card as well. This guy, they just send Chito everywhere. He fights at all costs. Hopefully, he gets a home game pretty soon.
1: Mm-hmm. We fully support that man. This podcast. That's that's fucking awesome. I and mean, that was a great performance that we saw by him as well. Um, to, to harp on what you said uh, at the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think uh, Dos Santos Ningano is definitely the fight that they're yeah. going to make next, and I'm happy for that. I'm very happy for that. When they, when they told me when, when they first announced. Velasquez, Ingano. I'm like, what? Like, are you just trying to destroy Nganu and like just take him out of the equation? Like, Doesn't this guy make you money? He's an exciting right. guy. You know, Fans want to see him. What are you doing? Throw him against Cain Velasquez. He's going to get murdered. Uh, we did not know Cain Velasquez's knee was going to pop off. Right. And uh, now, now we got him with Dos Santos. I think that's the move, man. Dos Santos is going to keep it on the feet. Nganu will clearly keep it on the feet. And uh, that's going to be a knockdown, throwdown, great heavyweight fight. This type of shit that we love to watch
0: speaking of kane velasquez i don't know if you heard about it but he's joining triple a he's doing lucha libre now he's got a mask he signed with triple a to be an in-ring performer so he'll be at triple mania in mexico it's out of control i love it kane's gonna be doing flips and bombing people with a lucha libre mask i'm here for it i know he wants to do wwe he visited mm-hmm. the WWE performance center last year so it's it's been on the back of his head for in the back of his mind rather for a while. And I think he'd be great. He's got a big Mexican following. He speaks English. He speaks Spanish. He's a big motherfucker. I haven't seen a head that large on a human being in a long, long time. When I saw him at the at the UFC on Fox premiere, so uh, yeah, good for Kane for his out uh, his outside ventures. Make that money. If you can't fight anymore, you know, I fuck. You're gonna take slams on a mat, but it is what it is, man. Whatever Kane can do, yeah, that's a, yeah. Wrestling's a little more rigorous, but if he gets a good schedule and he does the damn thing in Mexico. Best of luck to you, man. I'll definitely be watching you in the square circle. Let's talk about UFC Philly before we go, Steven. It's going down in Philadelphia this weekend. First off, fuck Eddie Alvarez if you're the UFC because they decided <laughs> to the UFC Philadelphia card the same night that Eddie Alvarez is fighting his debut in one championship over in Japan. So it's, uh, it's pretty funny. It sucks if you're Eddie, but look, Eddie figure, Eddie's uh, getting an eight-figure deal apparently over there, so his wallet does not care. If they're that they're fighting in Philadelphia, but back to here because at one, they got the number five lightweight Eddie Alvarez fighting like their number 200 ranked guy, and they got Demetrius fighting the number 300 ranked guy. So it's uh, it is according to topology. So those are not my rankings, they're topology rankings. So back to America, America, we got uh, Justin Gaethje versus Edson Barboza in about 25 minutes of war right now, Justin Gagey. <laughs> He fights through hell, man. The only time he's been stopped is if it goes into, like, the third round. This guy doesn't get beat up early. Barbosa's a fucking animal with those kicks. I mean, those kicks just chop you off. Ask Gilbert Melendez. Ask most of his opponents, man. It's uh, it's going to be a war. Justin Gaethje's out there to take your soul, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, did Justin Gaethje lose to Eddie Alvarez? Yes. Did he lose to Dustin Poirier? Absolutely. But Justin Gaethje is a – my opinion, he's a top five guy right now. He's ranked number eight. And if he beats Absolutely. Barbosa, he will be top five. It's going to be a great fight. Justin Gaethje wants to take your soul. I don't know if Barboza can knock out Gaethje. He's a fucking zombie. What are your thoughts on this fight?
1: Justin Gaethje might be my favorite fighter to watch in the UFC right now. He's two and, he's two, and two in the UFC right now, getting rid of Michael Johnson and getting rid of, I believe, James Vick in his last fight. Yes. Um, he lost to Eddie Alvarez. He lost to Justin Dustin Poirier, legit top five contenders, one of them a former champion in the lightweight division. You know what you're going to get. And first of all, Legs are just fucked in this fight. I will be cringing twenty four seven. I broke my femur in a couple places in twenty fifteen. When I watch a leg kick, I'm like, I would drop dead. I think yeah. I would, I would probably drop dead on sight if I got hit with one of those things. But um, goddamn, like it's gonna be leg kicks back and forth from those two. It's a very signature part of both of their fighting styles. Um, what worries me is is the fact that Justin is pressing forward constantly, and and it's not that it's not that I'm worried about him getting caught with like a counter punch. It's more that I'm worried about him just coming forward, coming forward, coming forward, and all of a sudden spitting back at by, by and knocking him dead. I feel like that's might be what happened in this case. Just, just engage. He's not going anywhere. Even, even if he lost his next two fights, he'd still remain in the company. I feel James Vick was coming out and saying, "Oh, after you lose this one, you'll be gone." That, I, that obviously didn't happen. He knocked James Vic dead in 90 seconds. But um, I think it's a great fucking fight. I hope it goes the distance. Um, but I'm scared that my boy is gonna get caught with a spinning back hit while he's pressing forward, as he always does. Mm. But um, what what are your what are your feelings on the fight?
0: Yeah, I'm taking Gacy in this fight. I think he's gonna outlast Barbosa for some reason. I love it. I I just love his style. I love his. I love how he does the damn thing. Like you said before, his only two losses are to a former champion, top five guy, and a guy fighting for the interim belt. That's right. All four fights in the UFC have been fight of the night, performance of the night, all that shit. He got the guy gets his bonuses, plain and simple. And I'm going to take Justin Gagey in this fight until proven otherwise. I think Barbosa is a great leg kicker, but he's not one of those guys who's going to knock you out. You know, he's not a one-hitter-quitter kind of guy. He'll have to break you down and beat you up with combinations and TKO you. So I'm taking Justin Gagey because I think he may outwill Edson Barbosa in this fight in Philadelphia. The crowd's going to love Justin Gagey. And uh, I'm taking Gagey in this fight right here, right now. And uh, the next fight for him is Tony Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen. I need to see Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gagey. Get that shit on. As soon as possible after this fight. Fuck, even throw it on the July card if there's space, because uh, that is going to be a great fight. And depending on the turnaround, maybe they even put that on the June card because they need, maybe that'll beef up the card as well. But Geishi uh, Ferguson is my next fight. I'm taking Geishi by stoppage late in the fight.
1: I hope to see Justin Geishi win. Excuse me. I would love to see Justin Geishi win. The Philadelphia crowd will love him. 100%. 100%. Uh, I think the real question that everyone wants to know is, do we see a backflip? Woo! Do we see a backflip from Justin Gaethje if he wins? Off the cage. It's been a while. Probably. His legs are good. That,
0: he doesn't have any ligament damage. He may do it.
1: That's true. That's true. He was kind of dead. Um, oh, well, never mind. He didn't win that fight. We didn't see a backflip from the James Vick performance, but I hope we do. I mean, that, that was, he, 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 he brought in a ton of fans just off of that alone. Half dead against Michael Johnson, tries to climb the fence, falls, climbs the fence again to to do the backflip. Fucking psycho shit. But uh, big Justin Gaethje fan, want to see him win. Um. Jesus Christ, I'm a, I'm afraid to even make a pick after that fiasco in in London. Uh, little literally the 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 guys yeah. just, just just know this: the Coach as he jinx is real. Wow. It's fucking real, okay. I I get hot as hot as fuck sometimes, honestly, and I can go on some picks, but you know other times I'm cold as fuck, and um, I was cold as hell at UFC London, picked all three of the fights wrong, so at this point in time I'm gonna go ahead and say Justin Gaethje, but I hope to God I didn't just jinx him. I, I I hope to God. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Mr. Fernandez.
0: I'm I'm with you, man. We're on the same page. Gaethje by stoppage or decision.
1: Uh, it would be Gaethje by stoppage. I think he would. I think he'd break him and eventually. It, the, the fight will be stopped. Yes. Is it three or five rounds? Is it, do five five round.
0: rounds.
1: Five rounds. Oh, then even more so. I, 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 even more so, lean on a Gaethje stoppage. At that point in time, um, as we saw with Khabib, when you're in his face, when you're in Barbosa's face, and you're pressing him, it, like it's been done. We've seen it. It's on tape. You know, you can't sit there and press him. You want to take away his kicks. Um, you want to take away a lot of his strengths. You stay. You stay right in there in front of his face, so and Gagey's obviously very capable of that. <sighs> God damn, can you? Uh, sorry, off topic, but goddamn, Khabib Gaethje would be a motherfucker of a fight. But sorry, back 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 to very the topic. Fight. Yeah, yeah, you want to talk two people that want to maul and break your will? I mean, we're looking. That's those are the two guys I think right a there. Hey.
0: Gaethje rematch would be good too.
1: Poirier Mirach Mirach would be good. Uh, uh, you brought up uh, was it was it Ferguson? You brought up a second ago. Ferguson and
0: Gaethje would be hell on earth.
1: Isn't isn't it fucked up though? The winner of that fight we still don't know and probably don't think they'll get the title shot after that fight. Like if Gaethje wins this fight and then he beats Tony Ferguson, we still don't know if he's gonna get that title shot. That's how clogged it is at 55 right now. But um, yeah, that uh, right now we got the interim title fight and right now we got the champ sitting out. So. We got a lot to wait and see for at 155.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to bring in the boxing thing. Like the WBA has the the regular champion, and they have a super champion. So maybe that Khabib is the super champion, and then they uh, then they can fight Holloway or Poirier for the regular championship. But who knows? Because they elevate somebody to super champion instead of saying champion in recess. Like he's a super champion because he's unable to compete because of the suspension or whatever, right? So they would just elevate him to UFC, but that may just confuse people. So they might just uh, just yeah, in term title, I guess to say the least. Uh, other fights on that card, bunch of no-name guys, very light card in terms of names. Michelle Watterson versus Carolina is the only notable hey. names-wise. Interesting. Howdy, howdy. I'll take Carolina in that fight. She was a little better, a little longer. Watterson, I think, is an is a naturally smaller fighter as well. So she, she used, is, she used she to is, a fight a 105.
1: Adam, yeah, Wade. Adam Wade, I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah 105. They're in a different organization. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carolina. Car- <laughs> Carolina's a fucking fighter, man. Um, I-, I agree with you. I, th- I think Carolina wins this fight, um, but I love both fighters. You know, <laughs> I mean, hard to hate either of them. So. And if you- the with- sorry. What's
0: that? Oh, continue. Sorry.
1: Um, yeah, they've been stacking these headlines like every week, man. It's been, as, as you said,
0: there's not a break till Memorial Day weekend, I think, which is crazy. Oh,
1: wow. Late May, that is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they've just been cranking out head, um, headline event after headline event. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the rest of the card is lackluster. But, um, yeah, hard to complain, man. We're getting some good fights over here. So I hope they keep running it out. What's 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 the week after that? Or I see, You know
0: what? next week may be a break because WrestleMania is on Sunday, so they may just take a break. Let me double check. So I'm not mistaken uh, in terms of events because they play nice and they want Brock Lesnar to get that to get that shine. Yeah, they skipped the week for WrestleMania and then Holloway Poirier is our next event that we will cover. April 13th. Shit. Then Volkov Overeem April 20th. Then Romero Jacare 2 April 27th. Then Quinta and Cerrone is May 4th Cinco de Mayo weekend. They're having a fight in Canada. Then the weekend after is now a Eunice Andrade in UFC 237. The week after is Rafael Dos Anjos and Kevin Lee May 18th in Rochester. Then, of course, you take a break for Memorial Day weekend. And then June 1st, we're back at it again. Alexander Gustafson versus Anthony Smith to, to, to kick that shit off. And then June 8th, of course, is the Sahuda uh, Moraes-Valentina Shevchenko card. And then June 15th, nothing is announced. So they take a break on June 15th. Uh, more than likely because I think there's a couple big boxing matches on June 15th. you got Tyson Fury coming back. I think you have Gennady Golovkin as well fighting that weekend possibly. So they those are the only breaks right now in the schedule. Then guess what? You're back at it again June 22nd in South Carolina. And then June 29th is Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley rematch in, in Minneapolis. And then July 6th, Ooh. we're back into the, into the UFC 239. So it's uh, crazy shit, man. That's a, a yoked out schedule. For the mm-hmm. first half of the year, my last tidbit before we go, Stephen, is uh, Ray Borg. He missed weight by two and a half pounds. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff. I, that is my underdog bet right there. He's facing this guy. I think his name is uh, Kevin Keller or whatever. Let me get my name. Oh, let me get it back. This is a, he was a late replacement, Stephen. A late replacement on the card. F- combined with Ray Borg missing weight. Combined with him not looking too hot in the in the interviews. He's been dealing with a lot of things with his his kid. His his kid's gone through a ton of surgeries. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Nevertheless, I'm taking his opponent, uh, Casey Kenny. Number 15 guy. He's a a 2.5 to 1 underdog. So put 100 down, you get 250 back. I'm taking him to beat Ray Borg. I think Ray Borg's been going through too much up to this fight. Replacement opponent, missing weight. Family, home stuff. I'm taking Casey Kenny. That is your bet of the week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Put some money down on Casey Kenny.
1: All right, I like it. I can't. I can't say I've got any insider analysis for Casey Kenny, but um, nobody forward. does. That's the thing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. No one. No one probably knows who he is. But uh, you know, shout out to Ray Borg. I hope everything's going well with your kid. Yeah. I hope everything gets better with that. Um, yeah, kind of a shit show with a late replacement and missing weight and whatnot. But um, you know. Uh just based off of fighting style alone, from what I know about the two fighters, it should be a good one to watch. And um, this is on the undercard for Gaethje. This is like on um, um, super duper prelims. Yeah, this is gonna be like actually, a new. Yeah.
0: people forget gonna... that you know what's so great is the main event, the main card starts at four o'clock our time. Like, what a complete difference from the UFC starting at seven. They start at seven Eastern now. So it's a that's a new thing I've noticed with the uh the UFC cards, is they start a lot earlier. Minus the pay-per-views, obviously, the pay-per-views start a lot later. But uh, in general, the UFC cards start very early—four o'clock, five o'clock—they're ready to rock and roll.
1: Gotta get those viewers. Gotta get that viewership, man. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure that's part because most events, the most of the big events lately, of course, are in Vegas, and we've had a few cards in LA over the past 12 months. So <clears throat> I'm sure they just want that viewership as well, especially up in the East Coast. But uh, yeah, I- I'm excited for this fight, man. It's gonna be good. Uh, and my God, that's tomorrow. I'm just thinking about this right now. That is tomorrow night. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Gagey versus, versus fucking Barbosa. Legs are fucked. That's all I have to say about that. We're going to see some gruesome shit.
0: Folks, thank you all for watching this week's FSC Fight Show here on the Fantasy Sports Cave YouTube channel. Once again, I want to thank my co-host, Coach Steven. Coach, where can they find you?
1: Yes, uh, FSC Fight Show. I love that name, man. Um, you guys can always find me on Instagram and Twitter, of course, at Coach underscore Zezi. Um, Stay tuned for the NFL podcast and me and David Gonzalez, the fourth going down in just a few minutes. Yes. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you for tuning in.
0: Yes, guys, make sure to check that out. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. You can follow me at Mr. Alex Fernandez on all social media. Love talking fights here. And man, check out the podcast network we're building because I do the FSC NBA show with Chris during the week as well. Check that out if you're into the hoops. And of course, we got football coming at you twice a week with David Gonzalez. Not one, not two, not three, the fourth with Coach Steven over here. It's going down. Lots of content. Thank you all for watching. Pretty soon you'll be able to listen to us on the Anchor, on the SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast, all that great stuff. But, uh, yes, thank you all for watching, tuning in to us live. And enjoy this weekend of fights, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to be back next week. Who knows what we're going to discuss because there's no big UFC card. We'll maybe have to talk some future fights and some matchmaking stuff. But there's never a dull day in the world of combat sports. One day you got one guy retiring, another guy popping for Coke, another guy uh, hitting his wife. We didn't even get to talk about the boxer who kissed the reporter uh, during her interview, and now he, she's suing him for all he's got. So we'll definitely talk about that next week because we're running out of time. Folks, thanks again for watching. Subscribe, like, all that stuff, and uh, have a great week.